if it was illegal to say stupid things into a microphone. Why must you be so stupid? These guys would be doing life without parole. Hey, everybody, we're back from prison. Why do we keep encouraging this kind of behavior? It's the Breaking the Ice podcast with Josh Dolan. You know, we could, like, go to jail for this. Along with Mike Shue and Isaiah Moskahanna Bonsa Mana Blitz Boskowitz. Whatever the hell his name is. Thanks for reminding, because if he jumped in, I would have forgot that I wasn't recording. That would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Another Josh Dolan production. <laughs> Nobody saw it again. Well, right up top, let's uh, thank our sponsors. We always yes. forget to do that. And uh, we got to thank uh, Garage Doors Plus. Chris has been with uh, the Breaking the Ice podcast since the very beginning. And uh, Boston Exterior Remodeling. Uh, also Joe Dan's. And um, thank you to Invoke Media Group, who've been a sponsor and who run BreakingTheIcePodcast.com. Makes We're us look like a real show. I know. It makes us look way more professional than we really are. Josh and I were just talking about uh, the last episode with uh, Nemer uh, yes. from uh, the Lebanese comedian. Well, he's Lebanese American, I guess yeah. you could say. Um, but that's like, that was one of my favorites. That was yeah. one of my favorite episodes. That one and the Tom Dreesen one. Tom Dreesen. Okay. I mean, like, like you said, after we got done with Tom Dreesen, you're like, I feel like I just talked to a former president. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that guy was part of history. You know, yeah. it, it really amazed me that he was in the only biracial comedy duo in history there's oh, never been another one i mean not that at that, that level anyway that we know of you know him and uh tim reed Vo uh, venus flytrap from wkrp or uh, for people my age sister sister on yeah, there you go right yeah exactly there he is there he is okay he probably can't hear us can you hear me no i can't okay good thank you <laughs> let me turn it up then <laughs> and also Wolfpack Coffee. Yeah, Wolf, we were just thanking our sponsors. Wolfpack Coffee, thank you very much. I'm drinking my uh, Wolfpack iced coffee right now. Me too. It's, uh, it's uh, well, I've called him several different names over the years. Uh, it's uh, Doug Dave Greenbreen. We'll get into that name later on. Uh, also Selectman Breen at one point. Uh, yeah, I see the sign. Are you running again? No, no, I had to find that in a closet earlier today. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> I, I brought it up for you. <laughs> Breen. That was always fucking. He was um so uh Dave Breen uh was a part-time uh jock on WAF for how long? For forever. You were there way before 20 I years, man. 20, 20 years. years, yeah. yeah. You were you were the number one go-to guy for uh producing the Hillman morning show for like fill-in producer. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that's always an experience. And uh God, yeah. So I, I would run into you on weekends when I first started there. And um, I was I so pissed never... at you. Why? Because you took all my jobs, man. I'm sorry. Well, you, you had got like, more... what? Dude, you, you did morning to... show, you did middays. You know, it was like Carrie coming in, really? The girl got the night job, and I'm stuck oh. here doing overnights on weekends now again. Oh, I'm doing overnights, and I'm running a super <laughs> successful, like, you know, entertainment establishment. And um, I'm a selectman of what town was it? Was it Menden? Menden, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, selectman in Menden. A little town of Menden. That's yeah. right. That's oh, right. Yeah, so sorry you had five other jobs. <laughs> and then AF hired me and he left because he was like, you're hiring this kid. Screw this. I'm done. But the Doug Dave Greenbreen thing, I mean, Carrie was calling you that. We were calling you that all the way up to the last night. We were on the air. I know, I know. And uh, 
that came from uh, the PD, Dave Douglas, wanting you to change your name, right? Yeah. So what happened was when I first started on the air, there was Dave Lee was on the air and I came in as Dave Breen and he's like, oh, yeah, God, you can't have <laughs> the names too similar. You're going to have to change your name. I'm like, change my name. I'm working in Boston radio. I want, as you guys know, I want my friends to, right, exactly. to, yeah. to, to know it's me. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, all right. Let me think about it. And finally, he goes, you know what? You're Doug Green. I'm like, I went like from Irish Catholic to a Jewish white guy. I'm like, all right, yeah, here I am. And, uh, you know, and it was fine. You know, Doug Green is like, actually, that's a name you would give to the traffic guy who's up in the copter. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Green in the, BC, the WBZ copter, traffic yeah. copter. Let me do, I go, yeah, do, do that, right? Oh, uh, no, that was less. Uh, so, you know, so then what happened was I started doing some stuff. I was doing the morning show. I did middays one day for Ozone. And then what happened was uh, I was going on the air after Hillman when uh, Chris Engel was still there and he was producing the morning show right. back in the day in, in, in Westboro. And uh, Greg had looked at him and goes, Hey, who's up next? And I'm in, in, and Chris was like, uh, Dave, Doug. Um, and he was getting all nervous. And he's like, uh, Doug Dave. And <laughs> That's it. that was it, man. It just stuck. You had four names after that. <laughs> even That's on the, amazing. even on the program log, you know, when I'd worked with the weekends, I show up on Saturday. Up next, Doug Dave Greenbreed. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, but I, I can net, and for, for literally years, I really wasn't sure what your real name was. Of those I still, to this day, yeah, yeah, to I this just, day, I have one, one of my wife's uh, cousins. He still calls me Doug when I see him. I'm like, Doug how Dave. you doing? <laughs> 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 to this day, that happens. Uh, Dave was also uh, a, a part of WAF history, at least when I was there, when Limp Biscuit played their surprise show on top of a garage on Brookline Avenue. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, uh, they, entrust, they entrusted Dave with um, keeping that a secret, the location. Like, well, they didn't tell me, so it was really easy for me to keep that oh, secret. Oh, really? I thought you yeah, had the whole time. <laughs> Oh, no, they wouldn't tell you. Kidding like, me? Wow, you're awesome. You're so reliable. <laughs> what a loyal fuck. Nah, never mind. Fuck that. You know, and, and, and I've got like 30 seconds on MTV as uh, I still I'm watch that. On that. I say, what? I say, come on, Dave. That's like my MTV like debut. Right <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, that was a lot of fun that day. It was a lot, a lot of fun. I remember I was I was like I think I was doing like live cut-ins from the Sammy Hagar show out at Suffolk Downs. And I kept asking you, come on, Dave, just tell me where it is. And you're <laughs> hey, like, hey, what's going on? Dude, I, I had no <laughs> idea. He was like, uh, I'm going to give you a clue. It's popcorn and applesauce. I'm like, all right. Um, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> what the fuck? Fred, but okay, we'll just put this right on the air right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that, was a, that was like AAF history, man. Like we were the only ones that were covering that event. And they went out. That was when radio was fun. That was when I it mean, was crazy. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, was a great it time back then. Yeah, it was. It was like well, that was a near riot because they played five tunes and then the cops came, and then people started getting pissed, and then the riot police showed up, and then they started shaking the uh, AAF van like they wanted to turn <laughs> it over. I'm like, hey, we helped put this on. Don't we're don't on your side. Out. We wanted them to play longer. What the fuck? Oh yeah, it was. Uh, th th that's the back in those days was a lot of fun with everything going on in the, in the studio just outside the studio doors in the telephone room, you know, that you know, we all knew. Uh, it was, remember, we all knew where the, uh, the, the plug was to unplug it. So Dave Douglas could listen to us in the studio, right? You'd walk into the telephone room and pull the wire out. Yeah. And I don't, I wonder how many people, did everybody know that? 
we all did it. We all walked in and unplugged it every, yeah. I think every shift. Yeah. He could listen in somehow with one of the mics and listen yeah, to the whole was, studio. Yeah. Oh, God. Bottom. <laughs> Very Stalin like. That was always a fear of mine in the, in the studio was like, you'd start talking about something and then you'd start whispering. Like, I know we're in a locked room right now, but let's just keep it down in case these mics are on. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Dave Breen, also, uh, you are a, you're, you're the owner, you're the CEO of Pins in Milford, right? I am, yeah. I got four other locations besides that as well. Yeah, yeah. What was, now, for people that aren't familiar with it, it was it the Roller Kingdom? Is that what it was no, called? No, Skate Palace, originally. Skate Palace, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Right, yes. The Skate Palace. Yes. I think that's where I started as Super Dave, you know, oh, back then. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah you might have been at the competing Roller Kingdom up the street, but, you know. No, um, actually, I was at the uh, Ledgemere Roller Inc. Oh, you were in Ashland. Land. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A, I, I can't, oh, wait, we're recording, aren't we? Josh, edit that part out. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you're underage. You can't drink. You got to go somewhere to score chicks. You know, that was the place. At the roller hey, rink. Yeah, at the roller rink. <laughs> Eating some tile-like rink pizza. and, and Couple backwards. Yeah, couple trio, skate. Trio skate. Oh, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. But now, Pins is... Full-on restaurant, bar, uh, bowling alley, and, and most recently, a live music venue, too. Correct. Our Kingston location, especially, we've done some pretty big shows with uh, Buck Cherry. Um, right. the, 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 unfortunately, uh, the late uh, Frankie Benali from Quiet Riot just played there about a year and a half ago, right mm -hmm. before he was diagnosed. Um, the Fuel has been there. Uh, you know, a few other bands as well, so it's been great. Did you have Seven Dust at one point? No, but I did hang out with them a few times back yes. in the day. <laughs> I think we all did. In Rocco. Right. Well, of course, Rocco was there. Yeah. yeah. Because of his charming personality. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I can get you one of those. You need some of that? Uh, yeah, so seven Dust would have been great to have. You, we, Josh and I were talking before we, we went on. So you've got basically everything in one place. Restaurant, bar, live music venue recreational sport place so we get axe throwing too seriously you get axe throwing oh yeah oh yeah wow are you guys yeah. so are you guys able are you open now so it, it's funny you know i've been ditching on facebook a lot lately about the arcades not being open yeah so when i got yelled and at on the news. Ladies today. what's that and on the news oh i'm doing everything i can right now <laughs> um so i can open up the restaurant i have the restaurant i can't open the bar i can open, open up half of my bowling lanes um, I can't use my arcade in Massachusetts. I can't use laser tag in Massachusetts. I can't use uh, any virtual reality. Uh, of course, you know, no, live music is, is about done at this stage. Um, so it's, it's, it's difficult. Uh, like I'll just use Milford as an example. I'm down 80% right now in revenue. Wow. 80%. I was looking at, yeah, I'm over, Milford's down almost a million and a half so far this year. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, and that's just one location. So it's, it's tough right now. Do you just have the two? Kingston. I have five. Oh my God! Really, Dave? Dude, I, listen. Once I retire from WAF, I got busy. He took all my shifts. You know what? Entertainment industry mogul over here. Oh, you, he took my part you know, hold on. You, you know when I, I realized I needed to hang up the headphones, if you will, was I was three weeks in a row. I got a call either from Josh or somebody going, "Hey man, uh, you coming in?" I'm like, "What do you mean? You were on the air at two. I'm like, "Oh shit." You know, I'm like, all right, I'll be right there. 40 minutes. Give me 40 minutes. I'll be right there. Off in my car, grab my headphones. And I'll... Finally, I go, 
this just isn't working. I'm just too busy right now. I can't do this anymore. So that Is that why like, you got um, your pilot's license so you could fly yeah. to the studio? <laughs> oh, that's right. You're a pilot, too. I got my, I'm very busy. You know, I, yeah, I did. I got my pilot's yeah. license. Yeah, and I've done a little bit of everything. So, so I... Um, so, so how, I, like, yeah, so how does, now how, so you can't, you can only open half your lanes, no arcade, no laser tag, correct. basically no live entertainment. Correct. So, so what are you, what are you doing to stay open? I am living on a dream right now. I mean, it's, I'm just hoping, you know, it rains. Um, you know, let, let's be honest. I mean, we've got the restaurant, but you know, it's like, I, I'll talk to my wife and forget I was, forget I would be even in the business. Hey, let's go out to dinner tonight. Where do you want to go? Do you want to go to um, Outback, do you want to go to Fleming's in Boston or do you want to go to Dave and Buster's? If, if I even gave her the option to say Dave and Buster's or pins in this case, you know, then like a, a slap to the face, like really, you're going to take me out to dinner and we're not, we're, we're going where we're not going to, you know, Shrewsbury street. We're not going to, you know, Worcester. We're not going to pins. So, so the food is good. It's, it's pub style food, but right. it's more of a convenience food while you're there. You know, when you're there, Hey, let's get a bunch of apps for the table while we're bowling or while we're in the arcade or while we're doing something. So, our restaurant, even though our restaurant is half open, you just can't, we just don't do the revenue over there. Our money was in the bar. We did a big bar business, big, you know, night, nighttime business. And that's basically zilch right now. So I got to hope that people come in and bowl. And people are afraid. Yeah. yeah they, people are still afraid, very bars. afraid. So they're allowing you to rent shoes. Yes. And to use like multiple people using the same ball. Yeah, well, the, like the, the way it works with every other lane is you only have that one ball return. So it actually works out well. So it's usually just your group that's touching the balls. And then we go in and clean your balls when you're done. Mm. <clears throat> you can take that. However, I have <laughs> isolate that. Isolate pins. for the promo. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to pins. <laughs> if you bring your own ball bag, we can't clean your balls. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you only have half the lanes open. I mean, do you make any money doing that? I mean, does that pay oh, for anything? You know, Mil Milford's got 20 lanes, so I'm running 10 lanes right now. I've got other stores like in, in Hadley, Massachusetts, out in Western Mass. I've got eight lanes. So I, I can use four lanes. I haven't opened that building since March. Um, Kingston's got 16 lanes. That means I can open up eight lanes. And that's right near Plymouth Harbor and where all the bars and the, the restaurants down there are really, really busy. They're not going to where I am. They're going five minutes down the road to the ocean. You know, they'd rather look at the water. It's just the season. Now, once September hits and October hits, it may change a little bit, but we tried offering that center. It just didn't work, so we shut it back down. Now, is your New Hampshire location all the way open? I opened it. Um, that's a brand. I was building that in the middle of all this. Portsmouth, oh. New Hampshire. Um, we killed it this weekend. We had a great weekend. 100% open. New Hampshire is a different animal. Yeah, you know? wide open, right? They've, they've allowed wide open. capacity. Arcades open, the restaurants open. We can people consider at the bar, but once someone sits at the bar, we have to create six feet of separation on each side. But they at least allow people to sit at the table at the bar and everything. Now wait a minute, you can't sit at the bar in Massachusetts. No, you have to have a table against the bar or near the bar, and the bartender that's behind the bar can't serve drinks or food over the bar top. Now they have to literally walk around the bar. Yeah, I know that. And I wanted to ask you about that because I was at uh, Nick's over here in Worcester down in Kelly Square. And the bartender told me that, like, I've, she's like, I have to come around and hand this to you. Yeah, like, that's what they're, by law, they have to do that. What is the specific reason for that, that they can't reach, you know, 16 inches over a bar or whatever and hand you a drink? They have to walk all the way around it. They, they created a policy in Massachusetts with the opening committee. And that's my dog, if you hear him. He's quite mad at me today because I've locked him up. 
Um, but um, the they, they've created some policies in Massachusetts that it's just made it very very difficult to operate. Um, and they they stopped the the committee stopped working on July second. So all the rules that they put in place are set, and nothing has been changed in Massachusetts since then. We've got we've got a we've got a, a contagious rate right now. What under one percent, point nine percent. Yet he will not do anything. Nothing will happen. Why the reason is you can't push a drink over the top of the bar is beyond me. Why someone can't sit at the bar and then do a six feet of separation for right now? Because clearly this is a very contagious pandemic that's going on. We get that. We see it. You know, we right. saw it with University of Alabama that just happened. We yeah. see what's going on right now. Well, here in Worcester at Holy Cross, they they had a party. Yeah. And Ten cases. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just I just don't get all the games like it's either contagious or it's not like why like you can you have to wear a mask to walk 10 feet through a restaurant but once you're sitting you can take it off like the virus it's, knows if you're sitting or standing it's it's crazy it's absolutely crazy you're absolutely right Josh the, the, the rules and the laws are absolutely silly so they put arcades in with ball pits and they moved us to phase four so our arcade cannot open up until there's a cure which is what March I mean when are they going to give us a cure Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So anyone that owns an arcade, you're Dave and Buster's, they're out of business. I wouldn't be surprised if those guys just shut up and leave, you know, and leave the state. It's that bad. But why you can't play and here's the, here's the key. You can play video poker at Encore or MGM or slot right. machines. Yeah. In your, in your old, your feeble, your, you, you, sometimes you're on an oxygen tank because clearly we see that in some of these casinos but a young, healthy family can't come in and play the arcades in our businesses. Right. Again, I, just, I, I, can't, I can't imagine how the virus knows the difference between gambling and then just playing an arcade game. It's oh, no, there is a huge difference. You don't, you, don't, you don't realize it, Josh? It's called tax revenue. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what the virus is focusing on. Yeah. Dave, I was going to ask you about that, and, and I, know, yeah. I don't know if, if you, if you want to answer certain things, but it's like, it really, it seems to me like these rules are leaning more towards restaurants and casinos and things like that, less towards bars and uh, like bowling alley, arcade things, and also live music venues who are getting really fucked. They're getting decimated. In my Absolutely opinion. That's decimated. Why, that's why it's interesting because you've got like all three of those things, minus the casino, but you've got all three of those things in there. Is it about who's lobbying? Who is lobbying the committee for the rules? Is, it, is, that, is there something like that involved? I, I joined a, a coalition. They call it an arcade coalition. Um, there, there's about 15 or 20 different venues. Uh, it's Pins, Ryan Family down the Cape Cod area, uh, in in the game and PBD. Um, there, there's a lot of the you know the arcades, say in, in you know up in the coastline, you know the, the, on the beach side. Uh, there was North Bowl and Attleboro, uh, Apex, all those guys. We all joined together, joined forces. Uh, we are filing a lawsuit against Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Um, yeah, and matter of fact, I have a call as soon as I get done here with the attorneys about that. Is it uh, is it because it, of what we were talking about here? Like the, the yeah. some rules that just aren't consistent with other it is, rules? It, it is just, yes, 100% right. And, and what they're doing um, with, with, with us, you know, and just they won't even talk to us. We, we hired a lobbyist firm. We, we actually met with Secretary Keneally. We met with um, uh, Lieutenant Governor Polito one-on-one and had all these conversations. We came up with, we pulled what the casinos got approved to open up their, their slot machines with what you could use, or what, they, what they would do. Like they, they, they guaranteed that they would deep clean all their equipment every four hours, once every four hours. They would do their best to walk around and make things as clean as possible during the, the regular times. Obviously the mask and all the sanitizing stations and all that, 
So we went and looked at it and said, well, we're a much smaller operation. We're not like Encore, MGM, or, you know, any of these other, you know, casinos, Plainridge. Ridge. And we said, okay, well, we'll, we'll clean our video games every two hours. You know, we only have 50 games or 40 games or 60 right, games yeah. or 100. We're half or, or, or a third of what the casinos have or a lot less. So we can do it every two hours. So we doubled our cleaning efforts and they basically said no. They literally said thanks, but no thanks. And they're tying us in, which is really strange. They're tying us in with ball pit. A ball pit hasn't been built in Massachusetts and probably since 1984 when McDonald's took the last one out. I was going to say, I don't remember seeing a ball pit lately. <laughs> well, that might be something different for you, Josh, but one oh, Mike God. and I would remember the ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> But, well, it, but it's, so they're, they're tying us together with ball pits and it's just, it's just crazy. And then our answer is like, you're right. Ball pits shouldn't be open. They're, they're gross. They're, they're, you know, German fested, but we've known that for 40 years that they're German fested. They shouldn't be used. Right. So just close the ball pit. And if the casinos have the slot machines, then, Correct. then and you- the arcades, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying you can have like the, the video games and the, and the arcade games open. This so so on July 1st, the arcades were part of phase three reopening. On July 2nd, they revised their reopening guidelines. And that's the latest guidelines that's come out is July 2nd. And that's when we were moved from phase three to phase four for the arcades. Hmm. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know the rhyme or reason to it. I really don't. We're really trying to fit. I almost went for the Patron. Hold on. Let me go for the uh, coffee. <laughs> Such a natural love. So do you think something like bad yeah. happened to Charlie Baker in an arcade when he was a kid and that's why he's, you know. Uh, he could have been playing Big Bertha and maybe something happened or the ski ball came back and whacked him in the knee. I mean, I, I, I don't know what happened, but um, I, I it's, it's honestly, I think it's because the people that they had on their committees, they never had anyone from an industry that was related to that. And I'll just use, I think the closest thing that we had was Davios, uh, um, the owner of Davios, that he was involved in the, in that reopening committee. But, you know, that would be like me saying, okay, let me set the guidelines for hotel. I don't know anything about a hotel. I stay in them quite a bit, you know, this, that, and everything else. But I, I wouldn't know what the proper reopening guidelines are for a hotel. And what's happening is they allowed all these people to create these guidelines with little or no um, information or little to no basically knowledge about that industry. Now, I just want to... He got his restaurant open, though. Oh, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A lot of those big restaurants, yeah. And again, it's probably because they have a little more uh, leverage, I guess you could call it. You know, whether it's a lobbying thing or whatever revenue thing. But um, I just want to make it clear, you know, we know that this this is a pandemic and this... This disease has killed thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people across the world. But um, we, my main concern or my question is, why aren't these rules uh, consistent with each other? And it's just for the reason you brought up. It seems like the people that were on the committee were favoring their, I mean, this just seems like Massachusetts politics or politics as usual in general. Rather than we're just it, it, making it's the sure we're taken care of and not Correct. really, you know. And do you, do you see this at all at, at any point as like maybe, um, I guess, to give those people an advantage, like to, to kind of uh, get rid of some of the competition out there? I don't know. I don't, I don't think there was any type of ill will or, or um, uh, you know, any type of scenario like that. I, I don't see that happening. I, I think it was just the lack of information, the lack of knowledge. Um, and I don't think they, you know, and I don't think any of those people have been in an arcade since maybe they were five 
and so I think the knowledge and, and experience of what an arcade is 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 has really kind of skewed their opinion. I, I have a question. I was in an arcade. Um, I'm sorry. We're gonna. We'll be just one second. We'll be right back. Oh, are, we, are you giving me one of these? What does it mean? You know what? The, yeah, exactly. Thing, right. So, so Dave, I don't know, Dave. If it's the same experience when you started filling in, running the board for that show. So when I went I, like this, I went. Yeah, when I first started, he was giving me all these like hand signals and stuff, right? And I was just like, um, it would help if you told me what those meant before you started giving those to me. I have no idea. I've never seen this in my life. I've well, that's the international sign of going to commercials. Yeah, is that what that is? Like segue or yeah, go, just go, go to the next spot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, <laughs> Sorry. This, you know what this means, Josh? That means hit the sound bite. That means go to the news intro. Yeah, but that that's also how he talks. So it's, oh. Uh, yeah, and then he goes like this. And then he'll go like, he'll talk like this. And you're like, oh, what am I not doing? Oh, my God. I'm triggered. Thanks. I'm Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to uh, you guys, yeah. you know, kind of go off on a tangent there, but Jesus it was Christ. a good time to bring that back. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was like the, the first, when I was running the board for the morning show, that was like the first thing that ever happened was Greg did this, and I was just staring at him like, is your finger okay? What, <laughs> what does that mean? What are you doing? Hand yoga? What is that? And then he said, my, my generation has a problem with listening, and I, I walked away. Oh, really? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, Dave, I'm sorry, you know, like that's, I've brought it up on this podcast a lot. It's like, why are there certain rules for live music right. venues and, and bars and restaurants and maybe other restaurants that, you know, it's just, it's just, we're wondering the same thing you are and you're not getting any answers either. Right? I'm not. And, and meanwhile, you look at Massachusetts, we have the highest unemployment in the country right now. We have the, what is it, the highest death rate per hundred thousand or whatever the ca per cap is right now. We have the highest death rate in the country right now. Something's going wrong in this state. And We're number one. Not, we are number one for all the wrong reasons, though, Josh. I mean, it's, you know, it, 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 it's horrible, and it's been mismanaged, and no one's holding them responsible. But damn it, I can't use my arcade. I'm like, but no one can play Donkey Kong right now. What I don't you do outdoor arcades. Yeah, do outdoor arcades. Can you do that? Like outdoor bowling? You know, just my luck. That would be the one day it starts to rain. Right. It's, you know, I need rain to bring people into bowl all summer. Then the one day I move all my games outside, it pours out. That would be. Oh, my now day. Duck Hunt is filled with water. Oh God! What? Come over here and electrocute yourself. Have you have you considered doing the outdoor live music thing? I noticed some other places are doing that. Now, what's the rule on that in Massachusetts? The rule well, about the live music thing gets me is that like some restaurants who have the occasional guy with the guitar set up in the corner can still have music, but live music venues who, you know, will make their livelihood off it can't have any anything at all. Right? Is that so, the is that the deal? So, so the way the way it's it's stated in Massachusetts right now, and it really just depends on which board of health, because Basically, right now, the Board of Health are, are basically in charge of, of, of the state right now. You've got the Health and Human Services Director that's in charge of setting all these guidelines. You know, there's really not Charlie Baker. It's these, these people that are creating these rules. But then they push them down to the Board of Health in each, every community to mandate and make sure that people are following the rules. So the rules that came down from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts is that if you have a band, they have to be ready for this one, 10 feet apart from each other. So a five-piece band is 50 feet, all right? So 50 right. feet. Who's, who's a stage that big, right? <laughs> 50 Jesus feet, Christ. and then we have to be 25 feet from the guest. Oh, my God. That's the rules right now. 
Okay, so if you had, if you had a band come, if you had Fuel come back and play. You know where I'd put them? Where? On my roof. Right. <laughs> On my roof at Penn's. Could you get away, seriously, could you get away with that? They're, I could put them 50 feet apart, you know, total, yeah. five-piece bands, yeah, and put everyone down on the parking lot. The neighbors might not like me, but... That's insane. How about Limp Bizkit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Limp Bizkit all over again. Right, Thank yeah. you, Josh. Yeah, except instead of people running, like thousands of people running down the street to see them, it'll be that one, it'll be spaz. Just <laughs> head on backwards going, Fred, I shook your hand. Um, yeah, that's... That's so crazy. The, 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 the music industry has been decimated, you know, yeah. I, I, I it's in from the local scene all the way up to the, even the, the, the big, the big mm -hmm. bands, you know, um, it's, it's been really tough for those guys. I know that. And some towns have been much more lenient about them. And it really, and that's where sometimes it frustrates me, but I would never turn on my, my friendly restaurant down the street because they live in a different town and that for a health person isn't kind of commanding, or demanding that they follow the guidelines. So I'm like, oh, wait a minute, a band's playing where this weekend? I'm like, how are they doing that? You know, if I ever did that, I'd be shut down. I'd have a, I'd have a cease and desist letter within probably five hours. Hmm. The Mil Milford's really strict with the, with the Board of Health. Yeah. I know Other towns may not be. In Mansfield, they had a restaurant called the Ming Dynasty. I don't know if you read that story. And they got suspended just for one day, but they had a group of people in their bar drinking. And the problem was, one, they weren't serving any food. Nobody had masks on, but they weren't serving any food. And mm -hmm. the music was on so loud that it could be considered, considered an entertainment venue. Like they're, they're not a, a live music venue or anything. They just had the music playing so loud that the, the person who went in there to bust them said, well, the music's at a volume where this can be considered an entertainment ve uh, venue. So we're going to bust you on that. Like, are we even talking about the virus anymore? Like <laughs> Again, like like I said, with a lot of these, I think they just do it because they can. It's it's you know, Mike, uh, the, the the way to explain it for these board of health people and these people that are, are controlling everything, or you know, for their individual towns, this is their Super Bowl. This right. is they are in charge. This is their Super yeah. Bowl. They've got the ball. They are running to that goal line, and they're going to score, and they're going to score every day of the week, and that's what's happening. But the problem is, I don't mind them being in charge. The, there's like, there's no consistency. There is none. In rules or enforcement. No, there and is I none. I understand a town to town thing. You want the towns and the cities to have, you know, to be independent to a certain degree. But you'd think during something like this, where there are people dying. And again, we're, we're, we're not whining so much as, you know, oh, well, I can't go bowling and have a beer. It's more like, you know, well, people, there are jobs here and people, you know, along with people passing away from this disease, there's also people that are struggling because they've lost their jobs. Correct. You know? and yet, yet we were elbow to elbow in Target this weekend because it was tax free. Right. Yeah. You know, so you, it, it, yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense. Right. That, and that's where the common sense of it just goes right out the window when you're like, wait a minute, I can't go here and do this, you know, whether it be go roller skating, roller rinks are not allowed to open. You know, I don't own one, but I, you know, obviously I used to, so I know a lot of people in the industry. They can't open right now, I, I, but an ice rink can. Yeah, I just played hockey the other day. And I, yep. Like, yep. Can't go on, can't roller skate though, because clearly that's much worse. Is it because the virus slips on the ice? I think it's what it is when right it on by. <laughs> yes, because when you're on the ice, we could take our masks off, but if you're on the bench, you need to wear a mask. I'm like, so I can go like slam somebody up against the boards and our and face. Spit on. Don't forget, you spit on them. Yeah. And, and, and then get to the bench, then you got to be careful. <laughs> yeah, it's really, um, 
it's it's bizarre it's just yeah, it, it is crazy yeah no, well, i just went to a show in fitchburg and the the rule was if you were sitting you didn't have to have a mask on and i stood up for like a few minutes and someone came over and they're like if you don't want to wear a mask you need to sit back down and i sat back down and i was like this is this is getting stupid. Like, <laughs> the virus can't uh, survive under like four feet from the ground, apparently. Is oh, that what it is? I, I think so. Or on ice. <laughs> yeah. If you're it, no, no, it's not, it's not on ice. Yeah. But it's on ski balls. Right. And, and it's, it's on that 16 inches of a bar that you have to pass the drink through, too. That's why that's, that's like a no pass zone. I know. That was so ridiculous. Yeah. That's just yeah. so ridiculous to me, you know? But uh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry you're going through that. Uh, w one more really important question I have for you as someone who's operated uh, a public, um, you know, like a restaurant or an entertainment uh, establishment, but it's specifically about bowling. What is the grossest thing you've had to clean up off of a lane? I've never cleaned anything up off the lane. <laughs> I, have, I have employees. Well, I did have employees. Well, what, well, you never got a call like, hey, there's a, there's a, there's something over here. We're not quite sure what it is. It might be an animal. We don't know. Um, um, somebody threw up their nachos. No, and, uh, yeah, well, you've had you've had all that. You know, you've had jammed. You've, you know. you've done like the college, like senior week parties, and then you find a couple people having sex up in laser tag. I mean, you've seen stuff like that. Like, really? Laser tag. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, have, do you have the the like the like the black lights up there? In oh, the maybe I think that's why they went up there was for the black light that's experience. Not the, place to, you, you, the evidence is so. <laughs> It's like right well, there. It's what like, are you doing? You were having sex. No, really? Well, this this you know, stain on the floor here says something else, sir. That wasn't there five minutes ago. Uh, we yeah, we've seen quite a bit over the years of uh, of uh, our stuff. But I mean, I haven't seen like you know the cow has not run through the building. There hasn't been a you know a, a whatever you know. People throw up all the time. It happens. You know, they get sick. <laughs> it's, it's pretty gross. You know, uh, but, great, great. Yeah. Um, so but, but we clean. What? Yeah, another thing is like, so you're renting shoes, right? Yes. And I know you you, you spray those. I mean, is I just don't get like, you you said like the ball, you know, is the ball return only has handles those balls, and the, that group of people stays with it. But it just seems like they're sharing equipment. I, I it's it's the, the rationale behind it, Mike is 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 illogical. It really is. Because it was, um, if it was all right, because those ball returns are just serving that one group of people, then why don't you just have them in all the lanes? And that, that'll just be, you know. You use, the, you use the blue balls, someone else uses the green balls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stu, you used to be a professional bowler, right? Who? No, I, I participated in a in a semi pro candle pin league once oh, because oh, oh. the team. No, I think that's professional, right there. No, no, I don't know. It was the <laughs> Mohawk Lanes and Webster. I don't know how professional that. The, these guys are putting booties on their shoes, so they didn't get anything on them when they went to, <laughs> to the bathroom and stuff. You you know, still, do you still have them? No, I, I rented my shoes. Nobody else. I was the only guy in the league there that didn't rent or that was renting shoes. Everybody had their own shoes. These guys just called me in for the night because they wanted like this guy. He said, hey, we, you want to come and fill in for this guy? Uh, and I was like, OK, well, I haven't done candle pin bowling since I was in like high school. And he's like, that's OK. It's, it's good if you suck because we're trying to bring our average down so they could get into take on a team at a certain level in the playoffs or whatever. I'm like, well, then I'm your man. 
Yeah, it's like golf. You know, what's your handicap? Oh, dude, I suck. Oh, okay, come on with us. You'll help us yeah. quite, quite well. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. You know, so I was just like, okay, I can do that. And I couldn't believe how serious, like, Candlepin, the Candlepin League was. You know, ah. the clothing and the do – you, do you have league over there at Pins, or is it just, like, drunk, crazy – what do they call it? Like Entertainment. We call yeah. it entertainment now. Do we don't like call the, it drunk, crazy. Do, oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Nobody gets <laughs> drunk at, at Pins at all. Yeah. So do you have like the spinning lights and all that stuff while you're bowling? Well, we have, yeah, we have all the light show and everything. Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't even bowl. I don't even, I, I, <laughs> I, I, right. that's a good endorsement for your establishments. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm in the business to, I'm in, I'm in the entertainment business. I mean, I, right. I'm not you, there, you know, right. they always say, they always say the worst person to open up a bowling alley or a roller rink or an ice skating rink is a competitive person that's in, into the sport, like heavily oh, into right. the sport. Because then all of a sudden they're so focused on the sport that they forget about their business and in, in, in g- generating revenue and, and, and uh, keeping the business afloat because they're so busy practicing their sport. And, and, and it really, it's, it's the God's honest truth. I've seen a lot of skating rinks fail, ice rinks fail, you know, some, uh, not so many bowling places fail with that. But I mean, I, uh, I, I've seen it. But you want that bachelorette party to come in there and not have to worry about rules and, you know proper play and stuff like that correct yeah. yeah we want them to have a good time yeah, yeah. i mean we turn the follow light the buzzer to go I mean, we turn the buzzer off so the follow light can go off every time oh i got another zero. Oh, i got another zero no all right you went past the line just a hair you know you're okay you still get your 10 points you know what i mean you're okay keep going so. all right well uh dave uh good luck man um good i appreciate your efforts Thanks. to just try to find out you know what the hell's going on and get some kind of consistency with any of the roles. It's just I think a couple like, things are going to happen. I think, you know, after Labor Day happens, I'm sure you're going to see the governor probably open up a few more things in the Commonwealth. And I think that's just because we're going back into fall season. Um, I, I, I hate to say it, but it'd be interesting to see what happens after Election Day. You know, yeah. you know, all of the whether who wins or not, that's not the, the, the point right now. The, it's, I just think both sides are going to stop the fight, at least for the time being. And then all of a sudden, there's no more pandemic. I always as they'll be in their off season. Yes, yes. I don't think it looks good because the, with the way the whole back to school thing is looking, that's not thing, looking right? good. I agree with you on that. That that. No. Um, although, like I think it was the University of Phoenix. I mean, I think they've done um, not not the online college that we remember in Westboro. Yeah, thing is is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Arizona State. That's what I meant. I'm oh, so okay. sorry. <laughs> I, I had a, I had the city, but not the state. That's right. Oh my God, that doesn't sound right. Um, so, but Arizona State, they've been doing a great job trying to track um, what's going on and how to in contact trace. Uh, I think they said they were testing the the the, the water in the buildings and out of the sewer system. And so basically they could detect it in that. And then they were going back and going, okay, hey, this building, we've got some COVID coming out of this building. And then they literally would test everyone in the building. Is what well, I heard. Ar- I don't- Arizona State's kind of got that down because they've been doing that with STDs for years. Yeah, well, yes, I, I heard say. the smoke show of a campus. I if think I'd like can- to go out there myself. Yeah, if they can, if a, a school, like a party school, like Arizona State can actually get a grapple on it, then... Yeah. You know, there's there's a little bit of hope there for for other. Right now, you're. Well, you're let me write that one down. <laughs> Arizona State, yes. Yeah. If there's Arizona hope. State could do it, you could do it too. Right? <laughs> but um, hey, thanks a lot for coming on with us, man, and, and yeah, trying to help explain it. what the rules are because everybody everybody wants to go out, everybody wants to have a good time. People are are just done doing what we're doing here on Zoom yeah. or FaceTime or whatever. They they want to go out and have a few drinks and relax. And and it's tough. It's to gonna out change what's going to change again, on. Mike. 
once this weather breaks and people can't hang outside at those outdoor bars anymore, it's going to change. It's going to, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, which restaurants fail. Uh, there are going to be some more restaurants that are going to fail a lot more um, because of this, because people are afraid to go indoors. And the state right now only allows us to use our expanded patios through November 1st. So after November 1st, those patios are all gone unless we get a permanent approval or the state expands it. Of course, at that point, it's still too, even it's too if you cold. Have the outdoor heaters and stuff like they have, you can't do it that way? Any of, the, any of the temporarily expanded patios that the restaurants got access to do, they had to get quick approvals from the towns. Um, that approval ends November 1st. Whew. Jeez, oh man. God. Well, no. are you you're going to see some failures in the restaurant business. Are you guys, I know like you, you said your food is, is like pub food and it's, sure. you know, but are you guys doing takeout at all or anything like that? We do, but again, it's the same scenario. You know, I pull up, you know, say I'm looking to go to somewhere to eat. I'm going through the, the list on, say, open right. table or whatever. You know, I'm going to look at pins and go right by it. It's nothing disrespectful to my menu. No, but, but like you're in Milford. So if you had a choice between pins and say like Prezzo. Sure. You know. I mean, yeah, I'm going to pick Prezzo or I'm going to pick Alicante and Menden or 89 and Milford. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. of course, I have a higher taste bud level. You know, I... I like the, the finer things in life. Of course, yeah. Yes, yes. That's right. Doug Dave doesn't fucking bowl, man. All right? I don't go to Outback. <laughs> hey, man, the Bloomin' Onion. Come on. After, like, six beers, that Bloomin' Onion's amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, thank you a lot, man. Good, hey, thank listen, you. good luck. And, uh, you know, keep in touch and let us know what's what's going on. And Also, everyone, go go vote for for david breen selectman, yeah, selectman, selectman breen uh selectman tomorrow breen. the election oh my god i gotta go hold on it's you better tomorrow. get out there <laughs> get out there in an intersection with your sign yeah Dave. I, um josh has never never bowled uh the big balls i haven't so yeah so there's three holes in the big ball all right <laughs> <laughs> you can choose the hole you want to put your finger in and just go from there kid Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so we cool. got to let us know when, when we can come down there and, and I'd love to have that. you guys. I'd, I'd love, love to, to have you know, I'd love to do the podcast live from there. That'd be fantastic. Oh yeah. But of course, that's do that. like, you know, I live right down the street. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, and you've never been there. Thanks, Josh. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Don't defend yourself. Hey Mike, congrats by the way with uh, your uh, getting back on the air, man. Great to have you back. Oh, on. thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks to Bob Goodell and the you know you know Bob Goodell. Goody's Goody's a good guy. Yeah, yeah he's a good guy. And Chuck Goody's a good guy. Goody, yeah, good. That's why he's Goodell, you know. But um, yeah, that's that's a lot of fun, man. Thanks, I appreciate yeah, that. That's awesome. And then we'll get you on there also, and I can take all your hours again. So <laughs> you're gonna take this kid's hours? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah! 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 Dude, Look that was that. the worst. This kid. That was the worst Real Rock TV interview ever. Oh I was my God. so nervous. But Look at the like, camera, by the way. That's like Ian, typical for Ian Barrett. He would like grab me at shows, like, "Hey, you got to come over here and interview this band right now." Like, no, no, like notice, no prep and, whatsoever. Just so, come over here and. What's like, Tommy Lee with the camera? <laughs> what's that? Is that Tommy Lee with the camera? Who? <laughs> I don't. Who knows what was going on? They said he just has to go find this band called Limp Biscuit. You know, a couple guys from Limp Biscuit are walking around. I'm like, ah, okay. So there's West Borland and you know Sam yeah. Rivers. I'm like, wow. I'm like, oh my god. And and, and you know he's carrying it. He's got a camera that's like this big. You know, and I'm like, when was that? Uh, 1996. Wow. I was literally on the air with AAF probably five months at that point. Real Rock TV had literally just come out. And uh, 
they sent me up to the, uh, it wasn't the Warp Tour, it was, uh, yeah, I think it was the Warp Tour up in uh, Northampton. Oh, no shit, they were on the Warp Tour, huh? Yeah, wow. they, they played on the main stage, they played right after uh, the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Wow. So they, they played after the headlining act. <laughs> so that's that's how below you know that they had they no one had any idea who they were but right. it was pretty it was that was the worst thanks josh that was the <laughs> worst interview ever every you know when when, when af went off the year and i pulled up that video and i refound it and i'm like dude i suck you know oh, it, real, real quick it was like one time uh years ago when ozone was still there and i got a call from dave douglas because hey listen last second uh Lane Staley's coming in. He's in town, and you're on the air, so you're going to have to interview him. I'm like, okay. You know, I'm like all excited. I'm trying to figure out who the hell Lane Staley was at the first time, you know? <laughs> you know? And Ozone came in, and he goes, hey, listen, I'm, I'm going to do the interview. I was so mad that he uh, probably saved my ass like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it went from the worst interview ever to probably a really good interview. You know what I mean? I'm like, thanks. God, yeah, I was so mad that day. But the more, more I thought about it over the time, I'm like, I would have really screwed that up, man. That would have been really <laughs> ugly. <laughs> Who are you? Did you interview anybody? Did you any, interview anybody else with your in your time up there? Um, you know, I mean, a couple of people would call the studio every now and again. Um, I'm trying to think who came in. No, for the most part, was I did Limp Bizkit a couple times. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, hell, Godsmack was in the studio every other weekend. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were always coming. They were kind of just out. the door the Delta 88 was parked up front. I did, uh, I think I interviewed Carmelita's dog, Morgan, one time. That was a lot oh, of yes. fun. Morgan. <laughs> the beautiful Dobie. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he's awesome. Yeah, it was great. With the, with the vest, with the sweater vest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that was, I think I, I did a few guys with that, a few bands, but nothing, nothing real crazy. You know, it, it was great when I got an interview like Lenny Clark, because that interview, you just, you said hi, and then yeah. the interview was done. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. that was—he just carried you right through the interview. You know, yeah. it didn't matter. All rolling, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so Lenny was great. I did him a few times, but um, it was, but it was—I I miss it. I really do. I um, there's going to be a point when I think I want to get my headphones back on and, and get back on the air because, as you know, Mike, especially, I mean, it's—it's a passion. It's something we love to do. Yeah, you it's know, a drug. For for a while, I was kind of like not, just not in it at all. I had to switch my brain. Like everything you yeah. do and say and. And wherever you go, you always try to like, oh, how do I incorporate this into my show? And then so when they shut down the station, I was kind of like, I was still doing that. Yeah. You know? But I was just basically doing it with my family, you know, in the car. And they were like, God, you got to get back on the air. Dude, I, I, I got to tell you, to this day, I'll go down the road and a song will segue into another song. And right away, I start talking like uh, Boston's Rock Station. I'm going back. Yeah. It's like in you. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. I understand. It was nice. Damn it, nice I get the post again. again. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just. It's, it's, it's a weird, it's just, you know, Jeff Charles at HJY, he used to be the afternoon guy at HJY, yeah. put it best. His radio is a sickness. Yeah. It's a sickness people have, and they think that people give a shit about what they have to say, so they have to get a microphone in front of them. And, you know, uh, it's just something that's, you know, like, uh, Josh, like, you love stand-up, you know? Yeah. And, you know, when was the last time you did a stand-up gig? To people. To people? <laughs> not my, not, not my wife. Um... Probably eight months was the last yeah. time I ever did stand up. You know, it's it's kind of like that. You know, you want that. Uh, it's like a certain kind of thrill. You don't, you don't really. We don't get anywhere else. Yeah, we don't. You're absolutely right. It's it's uh, sorely sorely missed. That's for sure. So someday I'll be back on the air and maybe be with you, Mike. All right. Maybe not. 
Thanks for the warning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Doug, Dave, Green, Breen, or Selectman, Breen, or just David Breen. Uh, you know, if you can, go down to Pens and whatever. I'm dinner from there tonight. Whatever yeah, you, you better, man. Possibly do <laughs> legally at Pens. Please try to do it. Yeah, take and, a picture uh, if you do it and send it to me, will you please? Yeah, and help out, <laughs> help out a local business. Yeah, All yeah. right, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Good luck, man. Good luck. Thank right, you. Thank you. See you guys. All right, we are we done here? What are we doing? I think so. We did okay. the sponsors, right? And uh, let's do the sponsors again. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, what are those again? Um, I think somebody with Garage Door, Garage Doors Plus, go yes, to gdplus.com and Boston Exterior Remodeling and Wolfpack Coffee and Invoke Media. We thank you so much for, I mean, they've been with us for a while now, like yeah, since the beginning. And yeah, it's, so it's been like six months, right? Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. It, it seems, feels like seven minutes, but also like, a million years. Really opposite. I was telling Carrie. Oh, I'm I'm uh, on the latest episode of Mistress Carrie's podcast. So if you want to check. That oh out, yeah. We talk about the same exact thing. To me, to her, she said the same thing. It seems like it's a couple of weeks. To me, it's it seems like it was seven years ago. Right. It seems like a long time ago. I think it's because of the pandemic and not being able to go anywhere. And yeah, like you know, yesterday on my Facebook memories, it popped up was when we did that uh, the live broadcast at the Blood Drive in uh, Framingham. I think oh, it was. Uh, yeah, you put up the, the piano I was like, video. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was only a year ago? Yeah. It seems like a different, it seems like that was a different life. <laughs> right, exactly. It's, yeah, this 2020 is just a friggin' weird time loop. Or and I, I feel like when AF went off the air and then the pandemic hitting, that in my head, I'm still kind of like, well, once the coronavirus is done and I keep having the thought, like once I'm back in the studio, I'm like, oh no, that's just not there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. Hopefully they'll get a vaccine. My, my worry about the vaccine is they'll rush it and everybody will get this vaccine. And, and then we'll then, be sick for a different reason. And then, yeah, we'll, then we'll like have arms growing out of our necks or something like that, you know? Or That's whatever. how the zombie apocalypse starts. Right, exactly. I mean, yeah. it's just going to get worse. Nothing. <laughs> going to start eating each other, but. Yeah. It's... All right, well, thanks to our sponsors, and don't forget to go to uh, breakingtheicepodcast.com. You can, you can get uh, your mugs. You can get your mugs, your T-shirts. You can listen to and, or watch all the episodes. Before we go, I want to thank... Uh, I do another podcast uh, called Long May You Young. It's a Neil Young podcast, and I do it with uh, Luke and Russ Condon from the band Town Meeting, uh, who Josh knows very well. He grew up with those guys. And sometimes I show up unannounced. Yeah, sometimes he crashes the Long May You Young podcast, even though he knows nothing about Neil Young. Nope. Uh, but I want to thank uh, Luke Condon for, for getting me a really nice gift. He dropped off at my house yesterday. The, uh, the first Christopher Cross album that won so many Grammys. Wow. The day. Yeah, it's got sailing on it and ride like the wind. And uh, on the last podcast, I think I was shitting all over this album. And he said he found it at a yard sale and he thought of me instantly. So he, uh, he got a yard it. sale or the trash can? Um, most likely the later, probably. Oh, okay. Across. <laughs> and it's yeah. got the official Lemonster logo on it. It's, <laughs> that's right. Home of the pink flamingo. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Luke Condon. Check out the uh, Long May You Young podcast. Here's uh, This is the band that those guys are in town meeting. Uh, check out their latest album. They're awesome, too. I can't oh, get like so off that guy's face. Sorry, buddy. But, yeah, they're awesome. They're a great band. So. All right, Josh. All right. 
Thanks a lot. This has been relatively quiet without Isaiah here. I know. He said he was going to jump in, but he never did. Oh. And I, we, we, we got words you know in. Why? You know why? He's got a real job. That's why. <laughs> I wouldn't call it that. I don't, I don't know exactly what he does. He's got a real, yeah, that's true. I don't know exactly what he does, yeah. but it's, it's something he does every day. So I guess that's a real job. He's always just talking to clients. I'm like, what? What That's do you do for them? Clients. <laughs> yes. Heidi Fleiss called them clients too. All right. Well, thank you very much. And uh, again, check out breakingtheicepodcast.com. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to share the picture of Luke and I got distracted. <laughs> oh, no. It didn't work. <laughs> All right, man. Breaking the ice. well so it's usually just your group that's touching the balls and then we go in and clean your balls when you're done mm. <clears throat>